Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. I'm Dr. Jeffrey Weber. I am a medical oncologist, and we'll be discussing neoadjuvant, adjuvant immune checkpoint inhibitor-based therapy, how we discuss them with patients and caregivers. With me today is my colleague, Dr. Brian Gassman, who's a surgical oncologist from the Cleveland Clinic, and also Dr. Michael Tetzlaff, who's a dermatopathologist and pathologist at the University of California, San Francisco. You know, when you sit down with the patient, you know, discussing risks and benefits can be tough. For example, giving adjuvant immune checkpoint inhibitor versus adjuvant targeted therapy. I mean, there are various risks and benefits, but for neoadjuvant, you know, the for two two cycles of nevo, we're looking at a grade three, four rate of about 20, 25%. Um, whereas a year of adjuvant nevo or pembro would be maybe 10, 15%. So how do you discuss this with the patients, Brian? What do you tell them? Well, I think- What do you tell them is the benefit? That's the other thing. Yeah, so I, I tell them personally from theoretical benefit is that having an actual tumor microenvironment for your, what I call drug X, which is their immunotherapy to train the immune system off may have benefit. And I think that's what the most recent trial may have just proven. I also tell them that there's a lot of information that'll be garnered, which Michael can talk about in terms of the long-term outcome from the, the resection. Um, I also tell them this gives us, uh, if we need to, uh, opportunity to get them optimized for surgery, to find the best date for them and for us. Um, and, um, um, and I think with all those combined and, and because of the delays in surgery for even two cycles of an every three week, usually or four week uh, regimen, will operate almost immediately after that second dose uh, is not that much of a delay versus what they would have had without the neoadjuvant therapy. So I tell them, in general, there's very little to lose. And then the other thing for Michael is, you know, the, the, the pressure's kind of on in looking at the primaries, especially the 2B2Cs, to give risk, risk-benefit ratio. So the question is, you know, mitoses, I guess, are not part of the AJCC staging. Do you still assess number of mitotic figures or mitoses per millimeter squared? Absolutely. I think it's important, but do you think so? Absolutely. And I, I think it's important for a couple. I mean, it's important for reasons not related to necessarily our discussion today, but, um, you know, independent studies show correlations between the mitotic count and, say, a risk of brain metastasis when you look at the primary tumor. So um, I think that there's a rationale to, to, to still consider that. We certainly know it's an important prognostic variable, even if it doesn't contribute to AJCC. I think other features like presence of primary tumor regression might be an informative variable to capture as we go forward. Obviously, ulceration um, is, is important, but we, you know, I think we capture all of those, those features, um, and I, I think that's part of the standard CAP reporting template. Yeah, I, I think it becomes extraordinarily important. When I see, you know, 20 mitoses, even in a stage 2B patient, uh, I freak out and I tell them, you absolutely should go on adjuvant therapy, whereas I'll be honest, in terms of risk-benefit, when I think about putting a 2B patient on adjuvant therapy where they might have a you know, 25% chance of relapse at five years, that's a bit of a tough uh, sales pitch. But lastly, so the last question is, just briefly, uh, uh, Brian, what do you tell patients is the benefit 
in terms of risk of relapse? Do you tell them about survival or you just tell them, well, your risk of relapse will be dropped by what? What do you tell them? Yeah, I, I, I always tell them the data is only based on relapse-free survival. We do not yet have good overall survival data, but in the past, relapse-free survival had led to overall survival uh, data. And so uh, the best we can do for now is try to prevent this from recurring, whether it's a local regional recurrence, which has its own ramifications, or recurring relapsing anywhere in your body. And our hope is, is that by doing so, we will improve their overall survival. That's that's basically what yeah. I mean. I mean, I just lastly, I, I usually tell patients, in my personal opinion, a stage three patient will have a 50% reduction in the risk of relapse. Because if you look at the indirect treatment comparison paper that was published with Nevo, that's about what it was. It probably cuts it nearly in half. So I think that's a very good number. I'd like to thank my colleagues uh, for joining me today, and I would like to thank you for joining me and participating in this educational activity. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, Go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.